We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So for the first time in what felt like a lifetime, Ravens left tackle Ronnie Stanley finally broke his silence on Thursday and met with local reporters. Yeah, and he had a lot to say. Stanley opened up about his ongoing recovery, expressed optimism for where he's at physically, and even revealed something we hadn't previously known. I'm Bobby Trossett with Sarah Ellison. It's Friday, September 30th, and this is your morning Ravens vault. Former Ravens outside linebacker Terrell Suggs has weighed in on the Ravens not paying Lamar Jackson, saying it's a mistake and, quote, uncharacteristic of the team to not take care of their players. And if Bashadi doesn't want to pay a fully guaranteed deal, well, Sizzle says... He's going to have to now. Plus, Michael Pierce's season-ending surgery to repair his torn biceps muscle leaves Baltimore in a next-man-up scenario yet again. Who might that man be, and what does it mean for the defensive front specifically? We have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, which is now on YouTube, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. Bobby, Ronnie Stanley only met with local reporters for about five minutes on Thursday, but it was certainly an information-filled five minutes. Yeah, Sarah, we're about to break this entire thing down right now. Speaking for the first time this year, Stanley began by updating everyone on how this entire rehab process has gone since he was forced to shut it all down after returning from his ankle injury prematurely in week one of the 2021 season. I think it's gone really well. Like you said, we don't want to rush things. We want to make sure that I'm able to to play and to be here for the whole season. And uh, I think things are going really well. Things are going according to plan. And I think, um, you know, I, I want to be out there. I want to be out there as soon as I can. And the whole organization is kind of, you know, taking this approach and we're all on the same page about it and making sure I'm, I'm ready to go when I do get out there. And, you know, I'm itching to get out there with my teammates, and, and I'm really close. Uh, I'm really close. Hey, you know, it's great to hear Ronnie seemingly in high spirits. And Bobby, while it's encouraging to hear that he and the team are on the same page, isn't it a bit ironic that his comments come just 24 hours after John Harbaugh's, which we discussed on Thursday morning's vault? You already know I was thinking the exact same thing, Sarah. If you ask me, the messaging has been mixed in recent weeks when it comes to Stanley's status and what the holdup has been. 
This was Harbaugh on Wednesday. It's what we see, certainly, and what he feels. I mean, those are two things that both have to be taken into account. You know, Ronnie's not going to want to go out there, and we're not going to want him to go out there if he feels like he's going to be good. You know, he's going to be ready to go. I think it's uh, a priority to go out there and be at his best when he comes back. At the same time, he's going to have to jump in at some point, you know, so could be this week. We'll just have to see. He's practiced quite a bit today, and uh, we'll see where it's at, you know, now and then tomorrow and then Friday and make a decision. Sarah, not to over-speculate here, but the he's going to have to jump in at some point line leads you to believe that Stanley has already been medically cleared and perhaps just personally and physically, of course, just doesn't feel ready yet. Well, if that is indeed the case, knowing what we know now, which we're about to play for you, it not only starts to connect the dots, but makes you feel for Stanley the person as well. Listen to this. You know, without getting into too many details, you know, I know there was speculation about how last season ended. There's something else that I had to get done um, after that first game, um, separate from the original surgery. And that was, you know, a lower body uh, major surgery. And, and I think that's why the whole organization is taking this approach to make sure that I can be out there and, and you know, not play one game and, you know, be out the rest of the season. I think, you know, what happened last year was, was just, um, you know, very telling to what we're doing this year and this approach that we're taking and bringing me back. And like I said, I'm very close and, you know, you might be, you might see me this week. So Sarah, while it's unknown how many surgeries and follow-up procedures Stanley was forced to undergo on his ankle specifically, we did learn for the first time, as you just heard, that last season's premature return led to an entirely different lower body procedure, or as he put it, another major surgery. The good news is with all of that now in the rearview mirror, Stanley talked about what a difference a year makes. Yeah, I feel way different. I feel way better than than what I was when I when I played that first game last year and I'm in a way better place. I'm very uh, optimistic, very confident about me getting back to where I want to be. All right, Bobby. Well, we're several minutes into our breakdown and we still haven't got his status for Sunday yet. Stop me if you've heard this before, Sarah, but we are still in wait and see mode. Yeah, this could very possibly be the week, you know, so um, I'm very close and we'll talk it over with, uh, you know, the rest of the staff and coaches and whatnot. And we're going to make the best decision that's best for the team. Could this be the week? I don't know, Sarah. My gut tells me week five still. But before we hit topic two, I'll leave you with this. Stanley was asked if anything about this entire process has left him frustrated. Here's what he had to say. I think it's been a little frustrating just because I'm a competitor and I want to get out there. This being, you know, my second year coming off an injury, you know, where I was kind of, you know, pushing myself to be out there as early as I could, you know, I think has allowed me to be more uh, patient, you know, mentally and understanding, you know, what it's going to take for me to go out there and, you know, not hurt something else and be out for the rest of the year again, you know. So that that being said, you know, I'm, I'm definitely very uh, in a very good place mentally. And still here to come on the vault. Now, I know we said we ditched the contract talk a couple weeks ago, but when Terrell Suggs gets involved, we're left with no other choice but to dive in. Stay tuned. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, former Ravens outside linebacker Terrell Suggs has a unique perspective on Lamar Jackson's contract situation after negotiating and signing four different contracts with Baltimore's front office himself. He weighed in on the topic Thursday, Sarah, and what did Sizzle have to say? Well, to put it bluntly, he thinks Steve Bashotti and the Ravens are making a mistake by not inking a deal yet with Lamar Jackson. Suggs believes Jackson's play so far this season, which, by the way, has been good enough to be named the AFC Offensive Player of the Month, that type of play is vindicating Jackson's choice to not sign until he gets what he's seeking. So if it's vindicating Lamar, that means it's not vindicating the Ravens. Here's sis. Haloti said it best. The longer it takes, the, the higher the price is going to yep. go. And this is very uncharacteristic from Baltimore. They, the organization is known for taking care of its guys. Like, I've never went this deep. Like, I had a, a franchise tag year. You know, it's all part of the business. But usually, you know, like a deal's going to get done. I mean, it's not Lamar's fault that they're giving out guaranteed contracts nope. to quarterbacks now. And he's Correct. the best one. He's up. This is his year. You know what I'm saying? So, and like you said, he's improved. Like, every time they try to discredit Lamar as a quarterback, he just proves them wrong. You know what I'm saying? They can't win without him. And no, the no, offense no. that he's in, you know, Greg Roman, he dominates that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what more do you want him to do? He didn't already play for it, and it's costing you more. You might as well get it done, man. So some good points there. I mean, with the way Jackson's leading the league in touchdowns and passer rating right now, while also being the fifth highest rusher, he's definitely not getting any cheaper. Yeah, I mean, as they say, Bobby, yesterday's price is not today's price. And even though the two sides have table talks, especially publicly, I don't think it would be a bad idea to ante up during the season, maybe during the bye week, to lock him up before his stock continues to skyrocket even higher. I will say this, though, Bobby, where I slightly disagree with Suggs is him implying the Ravens aren't taking care of a player like Jackson. To me, it's too soon to declare that. And Suggs knows better than anybody because... He was also franchise tagged, and the Ravens eventually got a deal done. They ended up taking care of him. So it won't be the cheapest route if Baltimore goes that way, but they could still end up going that route and ultimately getting a deal done and therefore taking care of Jackson. Sarah, with your tease up at the top, it sounds like Suggs also addressed the issue of fully guaranteed money. Steve Bashotti has been clear that he wished Deshaun Watson didn't get a fully guaranteed deal from Cleveland. What Sis have to say on that? Yeah, basically, Sis says that Bashadi has no choice. Suggs noted that Jackson led the Ravens to the playoffs in three out of four years, and the only time he didn't was because, as we all know, he finished the season hurt. So Suggs says the Ravens can't win without number eight. Baltimore had a lot of MVP. They had offensive MVP and defensive MVP. Never a league MVP. Yeah. They only got one. 
and it's the guy that's under center right now. They they they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. You it, know well, what look, saying? the owners has said he doesn't want to pay a fully guaranteed oh, deal. Man. That's what this comes down to. He's gonna and have I, to now. He's gonna, I, he's gonna have I mean, to. They might try to franchise him the next two years. You know, I have to say, Bobby, this is where I think Suggs has the biggest point. I've maintained that both Steve Bashotti and Lamar Jackson have the right to stand their ground. Why should Jackson settle for less than a fully guaranteed deal when Watson, who, in my view, is a lesser QB, when he got one? And then why should Bashotti follow the path set by a desperate organization in the Browns? But I think I've come to this. In the end, I think Bashadi is fighting a losing battle. Lamar is going to get his guaranteed bag one way or another, and eventually Bashadi's going to have to pay somebody a fully guaranteed contract because the door's already open, and that's where this is about to go. All right, Bobby, so for those that haven't heard, bring us up to speed on Ravens nose tackle Michael Pierce. Yeah, so he is done for the year after opting to undergo surgery for his torn biceps muscle. It's unfortunate for Pierce, obviously, who is back for a second stint in Baltimore. And Sarah playing good football up front defensively, impacting the game both as an interior pass rusher and run stuffer specialist. We know that's his calling card. Defensive coordinator Mike McDonald weighed in on Thursday with this. Mike was playing great, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But the thing I think we have our D-line depth is there's guys to step in, and it's obviously a challenge for Travis moving forward, but he's up for it. We'll see what happens, just kind of how we mix and match the pieces. But, um, yeah, it's anytime, anytime someone goes down and uh, presents challenges, and then personally you feel for him with all the work that he's put in. Yeah, McDonald mentioned it, Bobby. It's next man up, and that man is rookie third-round pick Travis Jones, who made his NFL debut in Week Three against the Patriots. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's his first game. You know, there's things that he played well. Like I think you see you see his strength, just his brute strength at, at times. You know, but you know if you ask Weave, he's probably gonna it'll be a little bit more detailed in the things that he needs to do. But uh, please will start, you know, but we expect him to keep growing as, you know, as he gets more opportunities. And much like some of Baltimore's rookie cornerbacks in recent weeks, those opportunities will likely now come in bunches for Jones with Pierce down for the season. Now, Justin Matabike and Broderick Washington will continue to play key roles as well. But here's what Calais Campbell had to say, talking about his young rookie teammate. Uh, Travis Jones played great. You know, uh, I mean, uh, you know, he's a talented guy. You know, I mean, his biggest thing is going to be experience. It's not going to take him long. Uh, you know, I think uh, he's just so gifted. He's going to make a lot of plays. But he's going to get a whole lot better and in a hurry, hopefully. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he played great. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, obviously there's going to be mistakes. You know, I mean, everybody makes them. You know, even, you know, 15-year events make them. Uh, but, uh, you know, he makes them, he makes them big, you know, the right way. You know, you, he, he'll know what he's doing. He just he blows stuff up, which you, you can appreciate. Yeah, Campbell's been talking the rookie up ever since he was drafted. But, Bobby, before we jump to quick hits, do you have any relevant notes from practice Thursday? So the aforementioned Ronnie Stanley was a full participant for the second straight day, as was J.K. Dobbins after being limited on Wednesday. And, Sarah, of course, both Justin Houston and Patrick McCary were not involved at all because of a groin and ankle setback, respectively. And before we jump, some other quick news items you need to know. Beginning with Miami quarterback Tua Tungavailoa, who was stretchered off the field during the second quarter of Thursday night's game against the Bengals. He had head and neck injuries after taking a sack. 
The team announced that he is conscious with movement in all of his extremities and was transported to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center for further evaluation. Elsewhere, the Ravens are bringing their color rush uniform back for Sunday showdown with the Bills. Baltimore is 4-1 all-time in their bright purple color rush uniforms. And the one loss? That was last season to the Green Bay Packers when Jackson and a host of other starters were injured. Prior to that, the Ravens' average margin of victory while wearing these uniforms has been nearly 30 points per game. Also, NFL Network's Brian Baldinger did a film study of center Tyler Linderbaum and pointed out why the undersized rookie can win against oversized defensive linemen like he did Sunday against the Patriots. Good early returns on the Ravens' rookie center, Tyler Linderbaum. This is what they said he was supposed to struggle at when he gets a big nose tackle right on his nose right here. But you can see the leverage that he has just giving up ground grudgingly. And then watch, this is a wrestling move. You take that wrist and you just lift it. And you lift the, the defender right off his feet right there. He's on one foot. So Lamar can make this perfect throw on the outside to Andrews. And in some fun news, Lamar Jackson won this week's MVP or Nickelodeon Valuable Player. And what's a Nickelodeon award without a little slime? Lamar did a sneak attack on several of his teammates and poured green slime all over their heads. Then 60-year-old John Harbaugh decided to give all of us a big laugh by trying to run down Jackson to get him back with slime. But it goes without saying, he couldn't catch him. Coach ran pretty fast. I ran faster. <laughs> Stay tuned next time. Nickelodeon slime. It's fine. I had you. I had you. I got you. Yeah. And finally, the NFL Network released 10 of their analysts' predictions for the Ravens-Bills matchup. And of those 10, only one predicted a Baltimore victory. You can get Bobby and my predictions in our preview podcast episode. Be sure to check it out. It's episode number 65. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as of this month, the Ravens Vault podcast is now available on YouTube. Consider subscribing to our channel ahead of week four. All you have to do is simply search Ravens Vault podcast on YouTube. And that's all the time we've got today, but we will be back on Sunday with our instant reaction to Ravens Bills. If you or someone you know is interested in advertising in our podcast, hit us up at BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening to the Ravens Vault. Ravens Vault.